Welcome to My Pirate Wife Podcast. I am Don Davis, and this is my co-host and my pirate wife, Tita Moyers. We are bold, queer, ethically non-monogamous, sex-positive, kinky, clean and sober storytellers, putting the insides on the outside and the messy on display. Authentic and unscripted, we talk about topics not brought up in polite conversation. Relationships, intimacy, unapologetic self-awareness, sexuality, healing, and personal growth. We are provocative and controversial. Nothing is taboo. Hi, Viva. Hi, Vixen. (laughs) I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you. I have a question. Oh, shit. (laughs) shit. You never know what's going to come out of your mouth. I mean, we know what goes into it. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to put something in it. Um, Home is where the heart is. Uh, What do you think about that? um, I have lots to think about that that I think about that um, I can time and a microphone <laughs> yeah I, well I consider Austin my hometown my home this is where I keep coming back to mm-hmm. but I have uh, I've never owned a home I have moved a lot like my entire life my parents we had different homes in different places uh, safe houses <laughs> And things that, um, you know, that we moved around a lot when I was small. And then um, that was just my life. We we moved all, around all the time. When I lived in New York City, I think I moved 13 times in like three years. That's a lot. It's a lot. And I, um, I never really felt like I had a home. This location, this city is my my home. But, um, yeah, I've never had that stability. Well, with regard to the, what do they call that? Like a platitude? What's that? Home is where the heart is. What would you call that? A remark or statement, especially one with a moral content that has been used too often to be interesting or thoughtful. Okay. Well, that's a platitude. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. So... What do you think about all these places that you've lived in? There hasn't been consistency. There hasn't been predictability, right? Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. How does that relate to that platitude? Home is where the heart is. Like, I mean, and under that platitude that I have no heart. I'm a heartless bitch. Are you? <laughs> no. Have you uh, been? Yes. Yes, I have. I mean, I think um, because we moved, I mean, my, even as an adult, I've moved around a lot. Um, San Diego, Salt Lake City, Mexico, New York, Oakland. I've lived lots of places and in those cities, lots of places. Um, but I was also... Uh, I didn't know any different. It, mm-hmm. I didn't really 
ever have, oh, I grew up in that house. Yeah, for a year or two, maybe we lived in the same house. But I, I didn't really understand. I didn't have a concept of like, you, you know, this stable place that I always went back to. Yeah. I ask because, as you know, I have boxes around me right now in this mm-hmm. house that I own. Um, and I'm moving. Yes. And actually, by the time this podcast is released, this house will be sold. Mm-hmm. Um, I do own houses. This is my, I, don't know, I think it's my fifth house that I have owned. I have lived in the same area in Northern California since 1998, and it is now 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I have lived in several different places in that time, but always it's been, it feels stable to me. It feels yeah. safe and predictable. It feels um, like I'm surrounded by my stuff, things that I have accumulated throughout my life um, on my travels. Everything has a story. Yeah. Um, I gave some things away today to a friend who came by and graciously took some stuff from me and I was able to tell her stories about each thing like where it came from and what it meant to me and it it feels good to give it to someone I know and she yeah. even said you know it'll be nice to have a little bit of dawn here in my home and you can see it later and be like oh that's mine yeah perhaps <laughs> if I return you can visit your stuff <laughs> Yeah, so I'm moving, I'm coming to you. Mm-hmm. And indeed. And you and I are going to um travel. We're going to Europe. Mm-hmm. And so right now I'm packing things into various piles, actually. Um the the pile, first of all, everything has to be cleared away because I'm going to be showing my house and, you know, it's staged and it looks really pretty. Oh my God. I'm looking around like, ah, oh, I love I'd this live house. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I totally live here. Um, so, you know, packing everything away that isn't necessary to exist for the next two months. But, um, what do I do with all that stuff? So right. some of it I'm giving away. Some of it will probably go into storage here. But what's weird about that is that I don't plan. I don't know if I will be coming back to this part of the world. So, you know, putting it in storage here seems kind of odd. But I'm going to drive to your house in Mm -hmm. Texas. And then we're leaving the country. So I can't really leave stuff there. So it's kind of confusing. I mean, I had, I've experienced a lot where I've done a full on cleanse of everything many times in my life. And I got to where I was like, man, this stuff just winds up owning me because Mm -hmm. the only things that I really kept were things of extreme sentimental value, family photographs, maybe some letters, um, and your Air Jordans. My hair, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, yeah. The, I, I definitely 
definitely hold on to my hair, Jordan. <laughs> they take up a lot of space, man. <laughs> yeah. They do. They do. <laughs> They're puppy. <laughs> but, you know, it. Um, there are a lot of things that I, for example, that comic book that I was in that we talked about in another episode, I was just talking to my mom about it. And I was like, do you have that? And she was like, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I have that. But I don't have stuff of significant times in my life. I was also really fucked up on drugs and alcohol. And so I didn't care. I just didn't care. I'd walk away. When I was a kid, so I I have um, predictability and stability and safety in my life to counter the childhood that I had. And when I was a kid... Um, my mom and I more than once left in the middle of the night with a bag and, um, we were, you know, in danger of losing our lives. So, um, my mom is used to leaving, you know, just leaving. And in fact, she's also selling her house right now, or I'm selling her house for her. Um, but it, you know, she's talking about just moving, like taking her clothes and her television, which are her prized yeah. possessions, and leaving everything else behind, which of course you cannot do. Nobody wants to buy a house full of your somebody <laughs> else's shit, <laughs> which I've been trying to explain to her. But uh, for her, it's easy to just leave and start over and buy new fresh yeah. things, which is also, as I say that, you know, it's it's a really privileged thing to be able to do to just buy new stuff right Right. not everybody can do that but sometimes we're forced to leave everything behind you know what's interesting about this is my siblings way of rebelling is to be super fucking normal and stable yeah (laughs) like that's their they're like oh you raised us like this watch how stable we can be (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm I'm like my parents, you know, I'm fly by the seat of my pants. I'm happy if I have a roof over my head to sleep that night. Sometimes well, I just live day by day. And you have had that experience where you've slept without a roof. Right? Yes, I have been actually on the street homeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, while I, you know, have had scary circumstances growing up with, um, you know, a stepfather who was dangerous and threatened our lives um I, for the most part we always had a roof so my mom you know we may flee in the middle of the night but we ended up at someone's house and you know we stayed at a lot of different places and they weren't always safe places but there was always a roof and um, i'm grateful for that and right now today i'm choosing to give up my roof Mm -hmm. i'm choosing to let go of all of this really cool shit that i have and Mm -hmm. i'm attached to that i have emotional attachment to yeah um because i'm ready for a new adventure you know i was thinking about i was wanting to talk to you about this actually so i guess we're gonna talk about let's talk about it (laughs) i wanted to express one of my fears to you about yeah (laughs) about us traveling together because you are so used to stability because this is totally foreign to you traveling Mm -hmm. around living out of a suitcase yeah 
you know, while we will be staying in some places an extended period of time, weeks, maybe a month at a time, um, I was worried. One of my fears is that you're going to freak out, that you're going to be like, I can't deal with this. We need to get back. I can't like I need a place that I go to every day that is the same. I I was wondering how you're going to feel about that. Can you describe what that would look like? That would look like you wanting me to come back sooner than I wanted to. And what might that feel like for you? I don't want to. <laughs> what like, about the feeling? Oh, it's, you know, it's um warm, tight in my chest. Um, my throat feels a little closed, like I can't maybe say. And... Um, yeah, maybe a, a little like drop in the pit of my stomach. Yeah. What would happen next? I mean, we if, have, if we I can, wanted you to leave. Um, we have options. This is what I would probably say is if you want to go, and this is too much like for you, you can, you can go. I may not go with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, is that the only option? No. The option is I go with you, but I think I might be a little resentful of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything else? And the option is you don't feel that way and you stay and have a great time. And then, and, and I'm like, you think it's the trip of a lifetime and you love it. And maybe you want to live that way forever. (laughs) Uh, or I want to go, but I stay. And then you're resentful of me. And then I'm resentful of you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm sure there are more options. Or you go and you're resentful of me for not coming with you. Right. That's also a possibility. Seems like there's a lot of possibilities of resentment here. Yeah. Let's talk about what it looks like if it's good. No, if it's good, we're good. And I, I actually genuinely believe that it will be. Um, I think the, how comfortable our quarters are matters and how we travel together and how we exist, co cohabitate. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be the same for both of us because we're in a place that is not our own. Right. You know, a neutral space. What's it like for you when we have spent time together before in close proximity? I love it. I love being with you. I can, I, I know that I can live with you because, um, I mean, another fear of mine, and I've expressed this to you before, is I don't have a problem with anything that you do. I can coexist in the same space with you and not speak to you parallel play Mm -hmm. um but i am concerned that if i some days like today for example i was lazy and i wanted to be and i don't want i don't want anyone telling me what to do or how to spend my time or judging what i'm doing Mm -hmm. i just want to do 
the things I do my, you know, I live with my sister. She's at work. Um, and yeah, I, I cooked, I cleaned, I did some, you know, health shit, but I also lounged around a lot and I just gave myself permission to do that. And so I, I think about that. I wonder if you will be judging how I spend my time. Mm. Just talking about it is so beautiful you yeah. know like I don't know I can't say oh no that's not gonna happen right no <laughs> I I, I, I mean we, we this is what we do yeah. we talk about it yeah. and, then, and then it's like this is my fear and you know it probably will happen someday sure. you're hanging out and I'm playing candy crush for you know <laughs> too long or I'm just watching Hulu or something like that's what I'm doing today is is that and uh, you know, you might be like, don't you have something to do? <laughs> I was thinking more about how, um, you know, if it affects me, like, hey, I really wanted to go out and do this thing. And I don't feel safe doing it alone. And so if you're not doing the thing, then I can't do the thing. And that's how, you know, it, then it derails my plans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know I get that, but actually in a circumstance like that, you know, if you said you didn't feel safe going alone, even if I didn't want to go, I, I would go and I wouldn't be resentful of you for doing it. That's a little bit different. I'm just talking if it's Sunday afternoon, like today and we're hanging out and if you want to go hang out with your friends like you did and I want to do what I'm doing, that's okay. Yeah. I wonder what it is that um, creates this fear. What is, you. <laughs> but what have I done? What is it that um, makes you attach that to me? It's your rigidity of like that things need to get done. We need to be doing this, that something needs to be happening right now. Some, you know, there's no idle time. <laughs> That's how you are. Yeah. And I like to relax sometimes. I have certainly been that way in my life, but I rather enjoy when I don't have to be that way where I can just be. And I think because you're so, you, you don't have a lot of free time you and the free time you do have you pack full of shit <laughs> like i'm going to hang out with this person and i'm going to write and i'm going to do this and i'm going to do that you have an agenda yeah lists for lists. sure yeah that's why okay so in order for us to have a heart in our home <laughs> wherever that may be it will be beneficial to both of us if I focus on me you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah if I focus on I mean this is this is like life skills 101 right this mm -hmm. is if for everyone for anybody listening if we all focus on ourselves yeah. What is it that I want? Who who do I want to be? What do I want to do with my time? Yeah. And then take care of that. 
then you get to do what you want. You get to figure <laughs> out who you want to be. You get to manage yourself. And the really cool thing about us is that we have lots of um, points that we return to where yeah. what you like to do is also what I like to do. So we mm -hmm. join in together, like kissing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Like but also, you know, there are other things like we attend 12 step meetings together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what else? What else do we do together? You read to me. I do. I read to you. I also, we like to cook uh, oh, together. Yes. yes. And, um, you know, I've been trying to take you to a symphony or um, some kind of ballet orchestra situation. I've been trying to do that for a while. And I keep, I found one, I found okay. a few, you know, uh, that I wanted to take you to um, music. We like, you know, Things like that. Mm -hmm. I can art. also see us doing, yeah, making art and mm -hmm. looking at art together. Yeah. I can see that happening. Drinking coffee. Mm -hmm. Really we just like to talk. Yes. Not talk for hours. For hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I commit right here on this <laughs> podcast in front of. Avis and everyone. <laughs> yes, Avis. That um that I will focus on myself and my well-being so that I can be the most whole whole. Not a whole. <laughs> <laughs> that that I can be and bring that to our relationship and not depend upon you to fill me up. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, everybody always thinks they know what's best for someone else. Like you should do this. You should do that. No, I, I know what's best for me. You know, what's best for you. And we, you know, we do talk about these things. This is why it's okay for me to say this to you. Absolutely. It's, it's a, a real fear. And also when I say it, then it brings it to your attention that that is a fear of mine. And then maybe you're more conscious of your behavior. Mm -hmm. Not that you're curtailing um, your behavior. Yeah. I don't want you to be anything other than you are. Um, but it, I also don't want to feel like, oh, I should be doing what she wants me to do. Mm -hmm. I have lived out of a suitcase before and so what can fit in there what I can carry that's what I have I've also been like you know I can buy something if I really need it yes privilege mm -hmm. that I can do that but I'm accustomed to that and then I realized you know I had a bunch of stuff when I came back to my stuff I realized oh, I haven't worn this and I don't know how long. It must not really be something that I need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How much of this stuff, as I look around, how much of this stuff is really necessary? And, and the truth is it's not. I mean, just a few years ago, the town right next to mine burnt down to the ground, right? Yeah. My, I lived there and I bought the house that I'm in right now two weeks before that fire decimated the town. And I... um. I got out with my belongings, but my daughter's other parent 
lost everything and yeah. they had to start over no choice, right? They didn't get to pick through what do I want? What do I not want? What am I willing to get rid of? It was just all gone. And of course they have rebuilt their lives and they're, you know, yes, there's uh, some emotional trauma, but, but they're okay. So that's not happening to me. Right. I get to choose what I'm going to keep and what I'm going to get rid of. And I'm going to be okay. Even if I miss something later, even if I think, oh, damn it. I wish I still had that wine colored taffeta skirt that that I got rid of. (laughs) Well, you know, my dad's house, the one we were going to go stay in, in Mexico has been thrown into the ocean four times by a hurricane over the last, I don't know, since 95 mm-hmm. and he's rebuilt it. But this one particular hurricane ripped half the house and just tossed it into the ocean. And my dad, this is when you grab the things that are absolutely necessary and important to you. He grabbed a box, a big box of family photos, which are all water damaged. I might add, mm-hmm. but yeah. still, you know, quasi okay. A jug, two jugs of water and a bottle of tequila. This is when he was drinking. Because <laughs> that's what was yes, important. <laughs> that was what was important. And we had a conversation with some friends. I had a conversation about this the other day. Like, what is necessary? Mm-hmm. And because I have been without a roof over my head, questioned whether or not I would have food for days. Um, those were su- basic things that I did not have at times in my life. So um, it doesn't take much for me. There's not a lot mm-hmm. that I need. I just need to survive. I mean, that's where my brain goes. Well, I definitely think that I have made this decision that I don't need all of this material stuff. Mm-hmm. What I do need is, um, I I say this all the time, but I need to be with a partner or partners and friends and, you know, lovers and and anybody that I bring into my circle Mm -hmm. has to be able to put the insides on the outside, has to be able to talk, have these hard conversations, talk about our fears, talk about Whatever's difficult to talk about, I need to be able to have those conversations. And that is what makes me feel at home, air quotes, at home is being able to have. So, so maybe home is not where the heart is. Home is where the hard (laughs) is, the hard conversations or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's. That's what matters to me right now in my life is being able to have these deep, intense, authentic, vulnerable conversations, telling the truth as Uh we see it at the moment. (laughs) And, you know, I trust that you will hold that information that I share with you. And, and I want to hold your information and, and love each other. That's what, that's what love looks like to me. I mean, I was, that's what I was going to say. What home looks like to me is love where I feel safe and loved. And that can be anywhere at any time. It doesn't have to be a physical 
place. Well, very soon it's going to be where you and I are together, wherever that might be. Yeah, I have that with you. I love you. I love you. That's another episode of My Pirate Wife. Rate, review, and follow the podcast and share it with someone you know. Dawn Davis is a certified comprehensive sex educator, an intimacy coach, and a confidence specialist. Tita Moyers is a professional dominatrix, an extreme body modifier, and a 12-step enthusiast. 